And so our key verse, which is our church address, if you've been here for the last few weeks, you know what I'm talking about there, and it's found in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, and my clicker is acting a little contrary today, but we're going to preach anyway. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Talking about his people. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Lord, your presence is here to change lives and start with me. Would you just say that, Lord? Start with me. Do a work in my life today. I need you today. And let's pray it, Lord. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you just wave at somebody across the church house and you can be seated. If this is your first time to be with us, we welcome you. We're so glad that you are here uh, worshiping the Lord. And again, I want to say, if you want to wear your mask to church, nobody's going to judge you. If you don't want to wear a mask to church, nobody's going to judge you. But we're going to keep meeting and having church together. Amen? Okay, so let's jump in today. Oh, would you welcome everybody that's watching online today? We have so many people that are at home. And um, we miss every one of them, and we know God is going to speak to their hearts right where they are. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started off with uh, humility. We talked about humility. There are some things that position us for revival, and the Lord gives us that list. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and being humble is so important. It's the first step toward God. You have to humble yourself to receive the Lord as your Lord, you have to admit, I am not God, and I need a Savior. I need God. The Bible says that God opposes the prideful, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, the thing about God, just this is just a recap, so I won't stay here long. But God loves you so much that if you don't humble yourself, he will humble you. And I can promise you this, you would rather humble yourself. But because he loves you so much, he wants you to come to him. So he will humble you if he needs to. But when you humble yourself, there is God's grace extended to you to come closer to him. Now, the second thing he says, if my people will humble themselves and pray. So we're going to pray today. As I preach this message to you, more teaching than anything probably, I'm going to give us opportunities to say prayers ourselves, okay? So you just hang with me today. I believe Jesus in that key text that I read to you. Have I, I haven't read it to you yet. Luke 19, the Lord said, So I, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock. And the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. So he's letting us know there will be some people who won't even ask. He's given the promise and he said for everyone who asks, they'll receive. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be open. The message is titled, Prayers That Move God. 
And in that key text, the Lord gives us some rewards of prayer. God designed prayer for a reason. The Bible is clear that when we pray, things happen. God rewards us when we pray. And there are three rewards that I want to mention to you if you've taken notes or you can pull it up on the church app and you can fill in the blanks right there. It's a neat little app. So the first reward is this. When we pray, we're able to receive. Receiving is a reward of prayer. Jesus said himself, ask and it will be given to you. God has some amazing things that he wants to give to you, and he gives it to you in the way of prayer. Prayer is the key for unlocking the resources of heaven. The scripture says that we have not because we ask not. And I've told you this more than one time. If I'm going to miss something that God has for me, it sure ain't going to be because I didn't ask for it. Wouldn't that be a shame that all you had to do was ask and God had it ready for you and you didn't ask and you could have had it the whole time? I'm going to ask for, I ask for parking lot spaces when I pull up to a parking lot. Does anybody else do that? I ask, me and Terry talked about this earlier, I ask for a breeze when I'm cutting the grass. Lord, just send a gentle breeze. And if I don't get it, it ain't because I didn't ask for it. I ask for everything. Anybody else like that? And if you're not like that, I encourage you to be like that. Ask for it. Do you mean God's concerned whether you get a breeze? Mm-hmm. If he keeps up with the hairs of my head and he's having to subtract all the time, he don't mind giving me the things that I ask. So receiving. He said, Jesus said, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Some examples that we see in the Bible, just to name a few. Moses received water from a rock and bread from heaven for the children of Israel because he knew how to pray. Daniel received some duct tape from heaven for some lions because he was a man of prayer. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego received three fire suits because they bowed to God instead of bowing to an idol. Jesus' disciples received the baptism of the Holy Spirit when they were in prayer in the upper room. Come on, somebody. And Peter was escorted out of maximum security by an angel because the believers were praying for him. Now, that last one preaches real good in the jail. You know, you go to jail and you, you preach that, man. People get happy about that one. So there's rewards. God has things for you. He has things with your name on it. You are his child. And just like you enjoy giving gifts to your children, God enjoys giving you gifts from him. So ask. Receiving is a part of prayer. And that's not the only thing, but it is a part. You don't have to feel guilty for asking God to give you things that you need. Now, if you've not received what you've asked for in prayer, don't give up, don't quit. You are in a now season, and I really believe that. This is a now season. I know for Move Church, I don't know about for everybody, but God gave us that for this church, and I believe we're in a now season. So keep praying, keep going after God. Don't quit believing, amen? Now that was worth the price of admission right there, as the preacher would say.
Here's another good reward for prayer. It's revelations. Revelations, not the book of Revelation, but revelations. Uh, revelation is something that's unveiled. It is, uh, excuse me, unveiled. Thank you, Patty. It's a revealing of something that was hidden. And Jeremiah says this, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, God can't tell some people because they know it all. But I admit, I'm humble, there's a lot I don't know. And the older I get, the things I thought I knew, I really understand I don't even, didn't even know them when I thought I knew them. But God wants to reveal things to you. Things that he has planned for you, things that, um, that he has, uh, you know, uh, hidden from many people. He wants to give you revelation in those things. God wants to reveal his plan. He wants to reveal his promises to you. He wants to give you his perspective. And in prayer, you gain his perspective. In prayer, you get discernment, ability to judge things for the way they really are. God wants to do that for you, and it comes through prayer. I remember a time that, um, as a matter of fact, I was in a church service and really having a pity party, complaining, just going through some things, and it's like, you know, it's just, uh, <laughs> and I just think that gets on the Lord's nerves. It got on my own nerves. But, uh, and as I'm standing there, and as a matter of fact, it's during worship, everybody else is singing Hosanna, and I'm saying, oh, help me, Lord, you know, and I happen to close my eyes. And I see the back of Jesus ripped open as he was beaten for me. So it was amazing, that perspective. No longer was I worried about my problems. I began praising the Lord for his goodness in my life. It's amazing. It's in prayer that God begins to give you some good perspective. Uh, another time that I can think of, I was going through, I think it was when we were shortly after planning Move Church. And there's some many challenges with planning a church. And, um, and this is what I felt like. I just felt like that I was the guy, the survivor out in the woods. You know, you watch the, the survivor shows, and I was the guy trying to get the fire started with the two sticks. And I had the two sticks, and I was working feverishly trying to get a spark so I could have fire. And I, so I saw myself working tirelessly with these two sticks and, and um, trying to get a spark going. And, and again, I think I had moved church in mind at the time. And then the Lord allowed me to see myself uh, behind me, and there was an inferno. There was a great fire all around me. And God was just letting me know, it's not about you anyway. I got you covered. I got it covered. And that happens in prayer. When you're in prayer, God tells you those things. He reminds you of the promises. He gives you perspective. And man, in this day and time, Church, don't we need that? We always do. But be very careful. Again, I said it a little bit before service. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And you go to him in prayer. So you get revelations when you pray. Get that understanding that we need. And this is probably the most important that I would say. Jesus said, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find that seeking for revelation. And then knock and the door will be open. 
And that reward is relationship. That you are able, through prayer, to have a relationship with God. Uh, And that is so precious to know that, first of all, God wants to spend time with you. God Almighty wants to spend time with you, and he wants you to spend time with him. Isn't that wonderful? And through prayer is the way we have that relationship with the Lord. It's how we learn to hear from him. It's how we learn, again, to think like he wants us to think. We get his desires when we pray. We got to pray, church. You got to pray individually. You want to spend that time with the Lord every day. And in Revelation 3.20, it says, Jesus said, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So the result is fellowship. Jesus said, I'll come in and fellowship with you. But look, he said, not only is he knocking, if that person, if anyone hears my voice, so he's calling your name to himself. He's calling your name to want to spend time with you. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That God himself is calling out your name, wanting you to open up the door of your heart, to let him in so he can have this wonderful fellowship with you. It's so wonderful. And the more time you spend in prayer, the more that relationship grows with him. There's an intimacy with him. So that is, ask and you'll receive. There's a receiving through prayer. Seek and you will find. There's revelation through prayer. Knock and the door will be open. There's a relationship through prayer. Now in a moment, I'm going to give you three most important prayers that you can pray. And uh, but first, let me give you something that will help you with prayer. We make prayer way too complicated. You don't have to pray in King James for the Lord to hear you. You don't have to, to have this, this huge, elaborate prayer for the Lord to hear you. Prayer is communicating with the Lord, speaking to him and allowing him to speak back to you. You could tell the Lord everything in prayer. He knows it already. And I, sometimes I say, now, Lord, you know this already. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Now, not every prayer I pray out loud because I don't want the devil to know. I don't want the devil to know I want to slap somebody. (laughs) Let's talk about slapping a lot, don't I? Or I'm I'm aggravated or I'm struggling in that area. Those prayers, I just keep between me and he can read what I'm saying. Let me give you these things that's going to make prayer super, super easy for you. Some Some of this you may already know. But there's four important parts of prayer. I'm telling you, if you'll just start out here, if you don't have a prayer time with the Lord, just start right here. Dedicate 10, 15 minutes of your day, and I promise you, it'll be the best 10 or 15 minutes you'll spend, and you'll find prayer so exciting, and you'll want to spend more time with the Lord, okay? It's a discipline, though. You pray even when you don't feel like it. It's like working out. I never liked working out, but I always was glad I did. Prayer is that way. Your flesh is going to fight you. Right now, some of you are so sleepy. I mean, you're about to fall asleep right now. Why? Because the Lord is trying to speak to you. Satan wants to put you to sleep. Your flesh is going to fight you. Prayer is that way. 
The flesh is going to fight you. The enemy is going to fight you. But let's make it easy. First word, P, stands for praise. Start out praising the Lord. We make praise way too complicated. Praise is having thankfulness and adoration to the Lord. Showing thankfulness and adoration to the Lord. You start out by thanking the Lord for what he's done. Now, Lord, I thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for forgiving me for my many, many sins. And you just start right there. Those two sentences, it'll get you right into the prayer time. I'm telling you. Because you know how many sins you committed. <laughs> we know, I know how much I've messed up. So when I just begin to thank, thank you, Lord, that I wouldn't like, I'm not like I used to be. I thank you for your wonderful work in me. God, I give you praise for all that you've done. So it start out with that thanksgiving. Then that adoration to the Lord, proclaiming who he is. Lord, I thank you. You are a great God. Thank you, Jesus, for being my intercessor. And it's not complicated. You just spend that time. And the Bible says you enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So as you begin to praise, and that's that thanksgiving and adoration, you feel a tug on your soul pulling you closer to God. I'm telling you, you will. It's not all about feelings, but you'll feel a draw to the Lord as he begins to receive your praise. So let's practice that right now, okay? Let's just thank the Lord for what he's done. Come on, just you do it yourself, just between you and the Lord. You don't have to do it out loud. You can if you want to. But Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you. See, it, it seems so unnatural, but this is a spirit thing. Just thank the Lord for his goodness, y'all. Think about two or three things that he's done for you. Lord, I thank you. You've worked in my life. I thank you. Lord, you're working in my life. I thank you for your promises for me. Man, just doesn't it feel good to start thanking the Lord? And let's proclaim his goodness, okay? God, you are a good God. You are a faithful God. Lord, I thank you that your presence is with me. I thank you that, Lord, you never leave me alone. Lord, I thank you that you love me more than I'll know. You are an awesome God. There's none like you. And that is praise. That's, you can do this uh, in, at your house, have this time with the Lord, and you'll begin to feel that tug. I know it was a little different here. It's a little awkward. You know you don't have your own quiet space. But do it when you get home in your quiet time with the Lord. So it's praise. The R is for repentance. Repentance. And if you are like me, you probably need to repent every day. Every, every day. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I, when I think I'm doing good, it's when I probably need to repent the most. And repentance is not a bad thing. You know, we make it shameful sometimes in church when we, when we say, bow your head, nobody looking around, and come up if you need to repent. And it's not. It's a sign of spiritual growth. And about... If I've taught you anything, it would be that. That repentance is a way to get closer to the Lord. It's the Lord showing you his love through conviction. Aren't you glad that God convicts your heart? Man, I'm so thankful that the Lord says, ah, don't do that. You won't experience the blessing through that. Oh, Lord, I'm going to choose you over that. Thank you for showing me that. If he didn't love me, he wouldn't do that. And that's what repentance is. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Lord, thank you. I, I shouldn't have looked at that. I shouldn't have said that. Thank you, God. And you repent. Ask him to forgive you, and you move on. He's faithful to forgive you. 
and you go on with the Lord. Don't stay in that, though. Satan wants to keep you there, so you do it again, right? But you ask the Lord to forgive you, and you remove on your repent. So let's, let's think about it. Is there something you need to repent of? Let's just repent right now. You, know, you shouldn't have said that to your wife this morning. Go ahead and repent to the Lord. I see, I'm seeing who's going to turn to look at their wife. I see some guys, they're looking straight ahead. They, their eyes are looking, but they ain't moving. Lord, uh, that was my diarrhea of the mouth. I should have. And uh, Lord, you know, you, you, you repent and, and you ask the Lord to forgive you. And sometimes he may have you ask someone else. But just repent, though, and move on, okay? That's repentance. It's wonderful. It's spiritual growth. And if you're not repenting, you most likely are not growing spiritually. Because the closer you get to the Lord, the more you see, oh, I see now clearer that, Lord, I shouldn't be doing that. There's, I, I see now that that shouldn't be part of my life. And as you get closer to him, you'll probably repent more and more. And then the A stands for, anybody want to uh, guess that one? Asking, yes, we got to ask. A is for asking the Lord, and I said this uh, verse a little bit earlier, you do not have, the Bible says, because you do not ask God. <clears throat> and don't feel bad about that. God wants you to ask. Jesus told his disciples, very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Now, if you don't get what you ask for, anybody wondering about that? Well, I've asked for a bunch of stuff. I didn't get anybody like that. Well, y'all three people, we're the only ones that don't get what we asked for. I'm sorry. It may be a sin issue. It very well could be something that's blocking your prayer, so you repent. You took care of that. It may be a lack of faith. It may be that it's not the best for you. I'm so glad in my life there are some prayers that God did not answer. Man, some of y'all pray, Lord, let this be the one. And ain't you glad it wasn't the one because you got the right one now, huh? And so it may not be what's best for you that you didn't get what you asked for. Or it may be it's just on the way. It's, it's coming. Jesus didn't say when you'll receive it. He said you will receive it. And I guarantee this, it will be you'll receive it just at the right time. So that brings me to the last important part of prayer, and this is very uh, this is foundational to your prayers getting answered. Okay, the why stands for yielding. Yielding. We yield our desires to what God desires. We yield our desires to what God desires. What about that verse, Pastor, that says, God will give you the desires of your heart? How many of you pray that one? God, you said you'll give me the desires of my heart. Yeah, that's it. And that's, that's, as a matter of fact, let me give it to you. It first says, though, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So first we take delight in the Lord. So we, we desire what the Lord desires. And when we, we say, Lord, I, I take delight in you. I want what you want. Then the Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. See, I really look at that verse as 
God will not just give you what you desire, but he'll give you the desires to begin with. He'll give you the desires. He'll put things in your heart that you normally wouldn't desire. He'll give you those desires, and those desires line up with his will, and then he's going to, in turn, fulfill those desires. Isn't it just wonderful? Then when you start wanting, I feel the Holy Ghost on that one. That's for somebody today, I'm telling you. When you start wanting the, what the Lord wants, God is going to give you what he wants for your life. And that's wonderful. You're going to be so glad you got it. Because you're going to see, God, what you want for me is so much better than I wanted for myself. Y'all, I was going to be an accountant. Can you believe that? I like numbers. And I like making numbers match. I don't mind. I can still remember my phone number as a child. Can anybody else do that? Oh, I ain't special then. I thought I was special. All right, I got you here. I can remember Patty's phone number when we were dating. Anybody else? Prove it. You're going to have to tell her right now. Prove it. Y'all don't know that number. That's going to be the wrong number. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> And it was long distance for me to call Patty from Florence to Brandon. (laughs) It dates me. Where was I going with all that? (laughs) The desires of your heart. So thankful that the Lord has better for us. Had no dream of being a pastor. I had, Patty didn't have a dream of being a pastor's wife. But God put that desire in our heart. And then he fulfilled that desire that he gave us. He wants to do that for you. He wants your life to be better than you can imagine. He's got better things planned for you than you can imagine. And he wants to put those desires where you want what God wants. And when you want what God wants, he fulfills what he has for you. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So we praise, that's thanksgiving and adoration. We repent. Don't be ashamed of that. Lord, get it out of my life. I don't want anything in my life that's keeping me from you. We ask, we ask, Lord, pray you fulfill these desires. And in that, we ask for other people too. We may intercede for other people. And then that wise yielding, that Lord, I want your will more than I want anything else from you. Because this is what's best for me. All right, so I'm going to give you three prayers that move God. Three prayers that move God. And many of us have already prayed um, at least a couple of these prayers. Some of us may be able to pray one of these for the first time today. And this is, the first one is this. Lord, I give you my life. Lord, I give you my life. This is a foundation for what we in church call the salvation prayer. Did you know the salvation prayer is not in the Bible? There's not a scripture that says, here is the salvation prayer. But what the salvation prayer is, it is, God, I give you my life. And I want your life in return. When you surrender your life to Christ, the scripture says, that's when you find life. 
But where we mess up is we say the prayer, but we don't follow through. We like his life, but we want to keep our life. We try to merge the two together. That God, I can fit you right here and right here and a little right here. I don't know where that came from. I guess back pocket. Sometimes my mind gets above beyond my words and actions. No, the other way around. See, I told you. But Lord, I give you my life, everything. My future, everything. My wants, desires, everything. That's when you truly find life in Christ. Jesus said, then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to, uh, sorry, there's some more to that. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. And this is where life really gets exciting. Perfect? No. Without problems? No. We'll not tell you that. But it sure gets a lot more exciting. When you surrender your life, you're broke down, messed up, confused, full of sin and wickedness life. But what God has for you, his life in you, oh, it gets wonderful. Gets exciting. I can promise you this. If you truly surrender, you cannot tell me you regret it. It's wonderful living for the Lord. It's wonderful having his life in you. So when you give your life to Christ, you find your life in Christ. When you give your life to Christ, you find your life in Christ. And that's essential to being a Christian. You cannot become a Christ follower without doing that. He will not just save your sins and let you stay where you are. He has to become your Lord too. Not only does he, he wants to save you from your sins, yes, but that empowers you, that positions you as a child of his so he can lead through your life. He can lead you and lead through your life. And it is a wonderful life. If somebody says that being a Christian is boring, you just haven't completely surrendered your life. Jesus laid down his life to give you life. And when you lay down your life for him, that's when you'll find your life in him. So let's do that. Would you bow your head and just say a prayer right now? I do this prayer all the time. I got saved a long time ago. I still give my life to the Lord every day. New commitment. Lord, I commit my life to you today. Thank you. Lord, forgive me of all those sins, and uh, Lord, I thank you that you are my Lord today. I commit my life to you. You are my life, and Lord, today I just make a new commitment. Come on, let's everybody do it. Just make a new commitment to you. Today, Lord, everything I give to you. All right, prayer number two. Another prayer, this is the second prayer that moves God, and it's a good prayer to pray after the first one. Lord, fill me with your presence. Lord, fill me with your presence. Jesus has already given the gift of his Holy Spirit to every believer, 
and he is still baptizing his believers with the gift of the Holy Spirit. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your life. It's not just about whether you speak in tongues or not. You don't have to speak in tongues to go to heaven. You get to. And man, you just want to be baptized, though, with all that the Holy Spirit has. You want the gift of the Holy Ghost in your life. Jesus called him a gift. You received him at salvation, but there is a baptism that Jesus talked about. John said about Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And man, you want all the Holy Ghost that your body can contain. I want all that God has for me to fill me up, and what I can't contain is going to overflow to the other people that need it. Amen? But man, pray for the Lord to fill you. I try to pray every day, Lord, fill me up with your presence. Well, brother, if you got filled one time, why do you need to be filled again? I heard somebody say, because we leak. We just leak it. We leak. You're either going to use it or leak it. <laughs> I'd rather use it, but sometimes I leak it, right? And I just, Lord, I need to be filled all over again. Fill me with your presence. Every part of my life, my mind, all the way down, fill me up. The scripture says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And if you have not been filled with the presence of the Lord, the Spirit of God, you can if you are a child of God. And I'll have to say this, you don't know what you're missing. Man, I'm so thankful for him. Would you bow your head? We're going to pray this prayer. I ain't making you pray any of these. This is between you and the Lord. But I'm going to pray it. Lord, fill me with your presence. Lord, would you do that today? Fill me up to overflowing. I need you. And fill me up, Holy Spirit. Lord God, thank you for that. That's mine as your child. And I thank you for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I'm giving you some things to pray throughout the week. The, we've talked about how to pray, and these are some prayers that you want to pray, really. If you can remember, pray them daily, okay? And the last one, would you stand with me? Mm, so powerful, Lord, I give you my life. Lord, fill me with your presence. But you better get ready for this last one. But the first two is getting you ready for the last one. Okay, you ready? Lord, use me for your purpose. Use me for your purpose. Now, this is part of that surrendering that we prayed to begin with. Use me for your purpose. This is what got me and Patty going all the way, halfway around the world. Didn't even know anything about Belgium other than Belgian waffles. I'm telling you, we knew we had to go. As a matter of fact, we knew it so strong that if we didn't go, it would be wrong. We would be disobeying the Lord. Now, how in the world can the Lord put a, a country in two people's hearts from Mississippi and put it so strong that we start weeping and crying for the people there? How can God direct us to come back from there thinking we, were, we thought we were going back to Europe. We thought we'd be there right now. And how could God put you on our hearts in such a way that we can't move, church?
It's not that we're any more special than anybody else. It's just because we prayed this prayer. Lord, use me. I am not my own. I am yours. And I have to say this with all my love. Should God tell us, go here, go somewhere else again? God's got you taken care of. We got to go. And that's for every person. God wants to use you. The scripture, I love Isaiah, it says, Then I heard a voice from the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. And it's not just about, I use that as an example about foreign missions. No, I'm talking about right here too. That Lord, where can you use me? Use me. The Bible says that I am not my own. I was bought with a price. If you receive Christ, you don't have the rights to yourself anymore. But what he has for you, man, is so wonderful. It cannot be planned better for you. Talking to you, man. And it's wonderful. And you just say, Lord, I surrender my life. Here it is. I'll do what you want me to. I'm telling you, there is no greater fulfillment than doing God's purpose. You will not regret it. And Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you as well. He just got through telling them, don't worry about food, don't worry about clothes, don't worry about all this. And isn't the world worried about that now? He said, oh, if you just do what I'm going to tell you to do, you don't have to worry about that. He's got it for you. He's got it. He's got you covered. So will you, completely up to you, but will you pray that prayer? Will you say, Lord, use me? Whatever it is. If I know it's you, it's done. If I know it's you, God, it's done. Will you bow your head just for a moment? Lord, here I am. You can send me. You can use me. I don't own myself. Lord, I surrender myself to you. Your purpose, not my desires, your will. God, I give you everything. I give you everything. And Lord, as they're doing that right now, all over the sanctuary, even online right now, Lord, give them your purpose. Put it on their hearts. Put it on their hearts. Don't get hung up on full-time ministry. It's not just about, it may be that, but it's not just that. But Lord, put it on their hearts right now, whatever that is, God. I pray they will begin to feel that, that burden of it, God. With that burden, it's so wonderful, Lord God. It may be another country, it may be another people group, but it may be it's a neighbor. Lord God, that you want to use them to share your love with may be a job change, but it may not be there. It may be there just shining a light where they are. What is it, Lord? Let them know. It's your purpose for them. It's your purpose for them. Now, let me tell you this. Where the Lord puts a calling on your life, again, don't get confused with the full-time ministry, okay? His calling, he's called every one of us. Every one of us. And what he's called you to do, when he appoints you, he anoints you. 
okay? When he appoints you, he anoints you. That means when he tells you to do something, he backs it with the ability to do it. You just got to say, here I am, God. I can't do it. But then he gives you his power to help you do it. And I want to pray for those people now that say, God, I think you have put it on my heart, and I want your anointing to do it. Would you raise your hand? Lord, you're putting it on my heart, and I want your anointing to do it. You don't have to be afraid of that. <laughs> He's going to strengthen you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as these hands are lifted, I pray your, your anointing would come heavy on them. I pray, Lord, they would get pregnant in their spirit with it. Lord, that they begin to see it, they begin to... It begins to grow in them. It begins to affect their thoughts. It begins to shape their actions. Lord God, would you do that in such a way that anointing, let it settle on them. Thank you, God. They, I see it. I see it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let it be a mantle that just weighs them down in such a wonderful way that they feel it in their hearts, Lord God. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen? Amen, amen. Thank you, God. So, I'm going to say the sinner's prayer just in case someone didn't say it just a moment ago. And maybe you're like, well, I wanted to. I just didn't have the words. Well, we finna help you out. We finna give you the words. As a matter of fact, we're going to pray it all together. And if you're watching online, whenever you watch this, the Lord's still knocking on your heart. You can pray it right where you are. Church, let's pray it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Lord, would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'll do my best to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Isn't it good to serve Jesus? Y'all, let me tell you again, uh, just be excited what God has for you. I'm telling you, it's doom and gloom in the news today, but look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. I'm telling you, God's, God is up to something, and I'm telling you, it's going to be good. And you believe it for your life. Don't get hung up in that, y'all. You believe it for your life. Hey, coming up at the end of September, September the 26th uh, is our anniversary Sunday. You want to be here, go ahead and make some plans. Mark your calendar. John James, the founder, co-founder, excuse me, the co-founder of the Newsboys is going to be with us. And uh, you're going to be blessed by him. As a matter of fact, uh, it's just going to be a wonderful time. He's married now since he's been with us uh, from before. And his wife is a worship leader. So it's just going to be a great time with him. So uh, we're excited about celebrating nine years as a church. Yeah. And will we ever quit celebrating? No, we're just going to celebrate when we say we're 100 tonight. Well, we won't be here, but uh, we're going to celebrate. And we celebrate what God has done, and I'm telling you, we celebrate you. Uh, so, so glad to have a church like you. You are wonderful. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just I'm just looking through here, and I'm just seeing so many of you that we've known from the years past. I see so many of you that we're just getting to know and fellowship with and see what God is doing in your life. I am so thankful. Shelby, we talked about you this morning. 
man, I just see what God is doing in your life. And it's so wonderful. I mean, it's God, it's God, it's God. And so tell somebody else, okay? And tell them, hey, well, I ain't going to that church if they're not wearing masks. Tell them to suit up. I mean, wear a hazmat suit if you need to, whatever you need to do. We'll love on you. We'll high-five the final glove, whatever we need to do. But let's keep having church together. Invite some folks to church, amen? And pray for those that are sick. Let me pray this blessing over you. Before you leave, if you want to receive this, would you raise your hand? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.